Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. And what a privilege to be here uh, with you guys. And uh, as Pastor Daniel was pointing out, I may be the fatter of the brothers, but I'm the more handsome of them. So just a little insight on kings. They call me El Guapo, you know, when nobody's around. So just so you know. No, it is so, so such a privilege really to, to, to be here. Love, uh, I feel such a connection with you guys, um, even with, with just Chile and Alaska. Who, who would have ever thought that kind of a connection? And uh, your pastors have come down um, to our prophetic conferences, and I feel that they've deposited not only into the churches there, as far as Kings is concerned, but to the nation as, as well. And so grateful, even, even just on a personal note for the ministry, even to my own family, to my kids. And uh, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Anyways, been in the States, um, dropping off my daughter at Kings for the Nation, uh, Christ for the Nation. Uh, maybe it should be Kings for the Nation. I don't know. I was prophesying, didn't know it. I don't know. We'll, we'll receive it. And, uh, and, and just a, a joy to be here. My wife sends her regards. She wished she could be here. She's watching online right now. Love you so much. Miss you. People from Chile that are watching. And uh, anyways, just being a part of this. You know, one, one of the things with everything that is happening around the world, one of the things that the world is doing, whether you know it, whether they realize it or not, is seeing how the church responds at a moment like this. This is one of our best moments as far as the church is concerned, as far as timing is concerned. This is, this is it. This is what we were made for. How we respond reveals what we believe about God, and it, and it reveals what we actually just believe so when a church or a believer is reacting in a way that somebody that doesn't know the Lord is reacting, and you're, you're having that same viewpoint, and you're saying the exact same thing, there's a problem. How can you shine in the midst of darkness when you're saying the exact same thing that they're saying? And it's very practical. Philippians 2 talks about, Paul says, look, if we do everything without complaining and grumbling, right, he's, very, he's talking about our attitude, then we will shine in the, in the midst of a, of a twisted and perverse generation. It's just, it's just simply, he's making it very simple. It's like how you respond at this moment will determine the effectiveness that you will have at this moment. So when you are repeating, if somebody's repeating the same, you know, the thing that they're happening in the news over and over, and that's all you're saying, there, there's a problem. We are called to respond in a way that actually reveals what we believe about the Lord Jesus Christ and what, believe, what we believe even just as a faith in general. This is, this is such a great moment. It's, 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 we are uniquely positioned to be a part and see the kingdom of God come and be a part of this world. It is not a moment to retreat. It's not a moment to even be complaining. And it's not a moment of being in fear. This is the very moment. And I, over and over again, we find in Scripture where the enemy comes in, and, and part of the way that he operates is, is through intimidation, is through fear. In fact, it's, it's, it's two ways, really, and you find this throughout Scripture, and you find it in the world today. It's through seduction. So it will seduce you with money, with power, with sex, with whatever, or it's through intimidation. It's one or the other is how, how, how it tends to operate. How do you respond in, in the face of something that, that seems to be greater than you, greater in number, greater in power? And I, I just want to look at something here. And, and today what, what I'm talking about is called the quiver. Okay, you, you have a quiver, if you don't know it, and it's full. And it's 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And I'm just going to look at a couple verses here, but it's a well-known chapter where, where uh, Jehoshaphat is, is being surrounded and invaded by enemies. And I, I just want to point something out in verse 2. It says, some men came and told Jehoshaphat, hey, a great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea, and behold, they are in Hazaz and Tamar, that is uh, in Gedi. The, the word there, Edom, in, in the Greek is Aram, and, and what it means is exalted. I want you to, to just take the, keep this in mind. The spiritual battle, anything that we face, has to do with who is on the throne. The enemy wants to take that place. Fear wants to take the place on the throne, where we are in awe, and we, 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 we think, and we we're basically even worship fear. Whatever it is, it's, that is the real battle, is what is on the throne. Here the enemy is coming, this exalted, wants to exalt itself, 
even over the people of Israel, even over God. And then Jehoshaphat is faced with this. And his response, I love what he says, because he's like, we don't know what to do, but our eye is on you, which is a great place to start, right? And, and he calls for a time of prayer, and he calls for a time of fasting. And now I want you to see how, how, how they begin to prepare, because it's, it's a strange way on how they face a physical enemy, okay? And in verse 20, I just want you, uh, I'm just, just for sake of time, but I, I encourage you to just read this, this entire uh, chapter. Verse 20, this is 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. It says, and they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. Now how they respond now will show whether or not they believe or, or don't. And you will be, believe in the Lord your God and you will be established, believe his prophets and you will succeed, you will prosper. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he had pointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and say, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love, his mercy, depending on your translation, endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, and pray, sorry, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, and, um, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. And, and there's a great deliverance, and there's also great spoil that comes. So, Father, right now, we just, I just pray, Lord, that you would just... Um, really challenge us in this morning. And I thank you, Lord, in advance for all that you're wanting to do. We just praise you and uh, worship you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, the, the, the currency that the enemy uses is fear. I just want you to just see, and you, you've heard this story before, but how the king responds before a physical enemy. I, I just want you to see how they respond to this. They keep their eye on the Lord, and they decide to confront a physical enemy with singing, with praise, and with thanksgiving. Now, in the natural, that looks like something quite foolish, because um, singing, last I saw, doesn't really stop a bullet in midair, right, or, or, or an arrow, or whatever the case may be. It, 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 seems, it can seem kind of foolish. You, you come into a service, and you think, why are we even singing what is happening? And I want you to realize that it's part of our warfare. It's part of our, our, our weapons of war that we have. When in Acts chapter 16 and verse 25, when, when Paul is in, in, in the prison, he begins to, to pray and he's singing hymns to the Lord at the midnight hour. He's been beaten. He's put in the innermost part of the prison because in those days the jailer had to keep, you know, kept the jail uh, uh, with, with his life. In other words, if somebody escaped, they killed the jailer. And so he wanted to make sure that, that, that Paul's like really, really in a secluded place. And he begins to sing. And, and uh, he's probably singing the Psalms, Psalms like 113 to 118, the great Hallel. He's just simply worshiping the Lord in the midst of the place where he's at. And, and what happens? There's an earthquake. All the gates open up. All the, all the cells open up. And uh, the jailer is about to take his own life. And he says, don't do it. We're all here. So it just shows you even that he, in the midst of that, he wasn't even praying necessarily to get out of the jail. It wasn't a prayer even of complaint. It was just simply worshiping the Lord. And God responds with an earthquake. And it doesn't, it would be enough. It would be cool if, if just the shackles fell off of Paul's hands and, and his legs. It, it, but it's, it's the entire jail, the doors open. Everybody's been hearing how they respond in the midst of injustice in something that isn't fair. And what they hear is prayer, and what they hear is worship and thanksgiving and praise. And the place God comes and he, he, he just confirms what is happening by just shaking the place. He shakes it to the very core. I want you to see that the, the, thing, the first thing that we're called to respond to in, 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 in any situation that seems to be overwhelming is with praise and with worship. But I, I want to get even just a, a little bit deeper on here because the, the thing that, that really stands out to me is the way that they actually praise the Lord. Because you would think that they would be praying, now God, stomp the enemy out like a cockroach, right? Like slap him across the face, like beat them, pulverize them, or whatever the case may be. 
But notice how they, they come out into battle. They praise, this is how they, they do it. Give thanks to the Lord. This is how they, they, this is, this is their, their battle cry. For his steadfast love endures forever. That word steadfast love, in my personal opinion, is probably one of the most important Hebrew words in the Old Testament. It's hesed. And it speaks of, sometimes it gets translated as mercy. It gets translated as love, loving kindness. But it's basically a committed love. It's like, it's like in a covenant relationship where God has established and even predetermined in his own heart to be love towards another person. And this is even before the foundation of the world. And it's like, this is what they're praising him for. Give thanks to the Lord. Oh, give thanks to, wait, you're surrounded by enemy. Give thanks to the Lord. I have no idea what to do. Give thanks to the Lord. <laughs> the, the enemy's too, too much. I don't even know I'm gonna pay my bills. And, and, and the doctor's giving me this report. I, I don't know what to do. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. As said of the past love endures forever. It's exactly the same words that, that David writes in, um, in 1 Chronicles 16.34. Whenever he brings the ark of the presence, he declares this. He goes, let's give thanks to the Lord. And he is good. His love endures forever. It, it always strikes me as strange that that's how you do warfare here. And yes, God is a man of war, absolutely. Absolutely, no, without a doubt. But here the focus is his love towards me means that he's gonna do something about the situation that I'm facing right now. And it's not just the love that is fleeting. He's not wishy-washy. It's not a Daisy kind of love. You know, Daisy, like, he loves me, he loves me not, that kind of thing. It's not like, I hope he's in a good mood today. It's not like, well, I, 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 was, I behaved myself. I, I, I spoke kindly to my mother-in-law, so, so maybe today the Lord is going to love me a little bit. It's, it's not that kind of thing. It's, it's a committed kind of love where he has made a covenant to demonstrate this love towards you and towards me. And because of that, that's how we wage war. I have, a, I have a friend of mine that um, I don't always like talking to because he, he challenges me. And, and <laughs> sometimes I'm like, Lord, do I even know you? And um, he's, one time uh, he, was, he was shaving and uh, a demon appears and says, I've come and I'm going to take your family. I'm going to destroy your ministry. You're done. And his response is to laugh. He laughs. He goes, you're a liar, so I know everything that you said is basically the opposite. He just flips it. My family's going to prosper. My ministry's going to prosper. And the demon says, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe what I'll do, I'm going to take your heart. And his heart starts pounding. He goes, maybe I'll take your eyesight. And his eyes begin to blur. He goes, no, I'm going to take your leg. You're going to lose your leg. And immediately his right leg just swells twice the size, and he's in excruciating pain. He can barely, he can barely stand. And so he's, he's got a minister, so he shows up to these places, and he's walking the best he can, and he's ministering, and he's seeing healings, he's seeing miracles happen, and his leg is twice the size. And, and he, he, his bedroom's on the second floor. He has to crawl up the steps because he can't, he can't walk it. He's got to crawl up the steps to get to his bedroom. And his kids are passing by him, and he's got tears from the pain. And he's, just, he's walking up, and they're just looking at him like, Dad. And so finally, people, people come to him, and they're like, okay, you're in spiritual pride. You've, you need to go see a doctor. Like, we understand the whole healing thing, the whole miracle thing, but now you've gone too far. And he, and he just to indulge them, because they were, they were just really relentless in this, he finally went to a doctor, but he's telling them, what pill are they going to give me for a demon? You know what I mean? Like, like, what are they going to do? And so he shows up to the doctor, and they do this whole thing, and the doctor says, you know what? The, the fact that you've been walking around this long, and it was several days, is, uh, is it's actually, um, uh, what's the word? It's irresponsible of you, and uh, I'm here to tell you, you're going to lose. He uses the exact same phrase that the demon used. You're going to lose your leg, and he starts laughing again. He goes, doctor, I appreciate you. I honor you. You're amazing in what you do. But I know my God, and I'm not going to lose my leg. God, the, the doctor yells at him, 
is so angry with him. He has to fill out all these reports or whatever. And he's like, why did I even come to begin with? Anyways, he gets back home and he's sitting on his, ta- on his bed and he's just simply worshiping Jesus. And just the presence of God comes down and just that thing just, boom, it just goes. Now, now this is the thing, okay? So I'm, I'm talking with him because he's sharing just some of these experiences. And I said, what were you praying? What were you doing at that time? Like, are you binding demons? Are you, what, what are you doing at this time? And he looks at me, and this is what he said. I'll just say, thank you, God, for your great love. Your mercy is forever. You're amazing. You're amazing. I said, the whole time, that's what you did. He goes, that's all I did. That's all I did. He's walking up the steps, and his kids hear him. I love you, Jesus. You're amazing. He's walk, crawling up the steps. He doesn't even take any like aspirin or ibuprofen, nothing. Because he's like, no, I'm not going to even face it with anything else than this. His, his battle cry is give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love, his mercy, his committed love to you and to me is predetermined before the foundation of the world, before anything else. His predetermined love towards you and me is, is, is forever. It's forever. And so we begin to just worship him. You know, there was a time several years ago where uh, we were going through a difficult time, just uh, just in, 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 in ministry, we were pastoring, and it was at a moment where, where I, I had to decide, do, do I buy diapers for my kids or toilet paper for the church kind of a thing? You know what I mean? Like, if I do this thing here that we need for bus ministry, it may mean I can't get this other thing that I need at home. And it was just a super challenging time. On top of that, on top of that, every time I went to sleep, I had nightmares. Every single time. And I'm, ta- I'm talking about gruesome things. Like, 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 like violent, gory I mean, just off-the-top violent kind of thing. And I, I don't watch movies like that. It's not like I'm watching this horror movie and going to sleep and it's affecting my dreams. I don't, I don't watch things like that. And I mean, it's just constantly, so much so that I, I stress out when I'm starting to go to bed because these dreams are every single night. I, I wake up in the morning and I go, go to church and I'm working and thoughts bombard me constantly, absolutely, relentlessly. You're a failure. You're a loser. Your family would be better without you. The church would grow if you weren't here. I'm crossing the street to go eat. You should let that car hit you. Uh, I passed by a knife. You should, you should just end it right now. I mean, constantly. And I'm, and I'm not like that. I'm, I'm thinking the natural. I'm, I'm a generally positive kind of guy. But it is absolutely relentless, relentless. And I would get we, in a room where I would, I would pray. And I mean, I'm, I'm casting out demons. And I'm just, you know, whatever. And in fact, I, uh, we had this kind of like Excalibur-type sword, and I'm like just swinging that thing around, you know what I mean? And, like, and, then it, and I accidentally hit myself on the head with it, and then I'm like, Lord, is there some kind of prophetic meaning to this? And he's like, no, you just don't know how to use a sword. Anyways, um, thankfully it wasn't sharp, and uh, it is absolutely, absolutely relentless, constantly like that. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't hardly have a conversation without these images popping in at me. And I'm, I'm like, I, I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to do. So one night, or, or one day rather, uh, I felt like the Lord tell, told me to call this person that I, I call him uncle. He's not, not a blood relative, but I've, I've known him all my life. And, uh, and to ask him, and he's somewhat of a, of a scholar, and, uh, and, and, and to ask him about the, the difference between the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the fire. Because he says, I'll baptize you with, with, the, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So I call him up, and, I, and he goes, oh, yeah, he's, you know, we just start talking. And uh, he's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit has to do with the power of the Holy Spirit. The fire has to do with the character of Christ. It's the fruit of the Spirit. You go through the fire. And he just starts explaining. And immediately, immediately, I begin to understand. Immediately, it's like there was a shift that happened in my own perspective. See, even prior to this, I had been in the front row, and we're singing how good God is. And there's a moment I'm raising my hand and I realize what I'm saying and what I'm believing are completely opposite. In fact, I had to stop just to be like, uh, like just, just to be honest with myself. I'm like, I don't believe what I'm, re- I'm seeing right now. And I said, Lord, I, you need to help me. You need to help me understand this because I know intellectually this is true, but somehow there's a disconnect somewhere. You need to really help me. So, okay, so he's talking to me about this. 
and he goes, and he goes, you know, you know one of the easy ways to be able to just like get into that and just cooperate with the Holy Spirit? I'm like, I, I want to know, right? Like, help me, help me, somebody help me, right? And so, so he goes, just begin to thank him for who he is and for what he's done. And I'm thinking, okay. I've tried everything else, right? I mean, I've, I've screamed to while I'm hoarse in, the, you know, in, in my voice. I've anointed everything with oil. I've swung that sword around. And, and, uh, and, 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 and I just began to take time, and this is what I began to do. In the midst of my, my pain and confusion, and my, my just, I, I can't seem to get my bearings right now, I just begin to go, Lord, I, I thank you. I thank you. Lord, you, you, you are good. I know that, but, I, but, but somehow there's a disconnect. Some, I, you're good. And I just began to list the reasons why I know that that to be true. And I just began to, 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 to just simply worship him. I began, I began to praise him. And, and I'm talking about like the faith kind of praise. You know, you, know, you know, like when you don't feel like it, when your body doesn't, doesn't want to, it's like, oh, I'd just rather stay in bed or whatever. And you're just like, whatever. I, I mean, I began to, to, to just uh, um, begin to dance, do my little robot dance before the Lord. You know, I have these special dances before the Lord. You know, I've got the power, right? That kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe tonight. I don't know. I don't know. Begin to just simply go, you know what? I don't, I don't care what is happening at this moment. There comes a point where you have to decide on things. Many of us sit around waiting to feel something before we respond. God already took the first step. We just need to respond to what he's already done. So I began to think, God, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before the foundation of the world, you already thought of me. You loved me. And I know it because you sent your son to die on the cross for me. Now, now think about it. Think about it. Who does that? I mean, I might be able to do something sacrificial for you, but don't touch my son, right? God already predetermined. I mean, it's like it's already settled in their heart in love to do this for you and for me. And I may not understand why I'm going through something. I may not like it. It may not be a lot of fun, but one thing I know, he loves me because he sent his son to die on the cross. And if I don't establish that in my heart right now, I'll always be up and down. You know, he loves me according to what is happening at the moment, according to what I feel at the moment. When, the, when I have money in the checking account, great, but when I don't, then he doesn't love me. And you know, it, it, it depends on the circumstances around me. How can you change and influence the circumstances when you're determining your faith? Buy it. We are called to establish ourselves in this reality. He loves me. He's known me before the foundation of the world. I may not like what I'm going through. I may not even understand it. Who cares? He loves me. And then because of that, I'm able to do something about it. I can give him thanks. I can respond in thanksgiving. And the enemy and even the world sees and they're looking. How is the church going to respond at this moment? I'm telling you, it is the beginning. It's a starting point. It may not end here, but I mean, it's going to influence everything actually. But, but, but this, is, this is how it is, is you begin to simply giving him thanks for who he is. Thanks that I'm not in a place where he didn't think. I mean, look, this hasn't taken him by surprise. He's not, he's not sweating this. He's not biting his nails, wondering what, what are they going to do now? What are we going to do? You know, Gabriel, come on, angels. Let, let's, how, how do we respond to this? He already has a plan in motion. His kingdom keeps on advancing. Our part in responding and participating in this is begin to give him thanks. In fact, that word thanks in the, in the Hebrew is yada, and it's a, it's, a, it's a cool word, because part of what it means is like throwing an arrow as high as you can. It's, it's, it's how do you respond when you don't know what to do when the enemy comes against you? It's very, very simple. Yada, yada, yada. When the enemy says you're not gonna make it, you're a loser, God has forgotten about you. Yada, yada, yada. 
when the doctor report comes and says, well, this is what's happening in your body and this is how much time we got, yeah, yada, 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 I get it, I get it, yeah, whatever. What you're doing is you're getting that arrow from your quiver and you're pulling tight on that thing and you're just letting it go as high as it can. And let me tell you something, it releases something of heaven in the place where you're at. Something gets released in you, you walk in greater freedom, you walk in greater liberty, I'm telling you the power of the Holy Spirit. You want, you want to walk in anointing? You want to walk in the Spirit? Thanksgiving is a key. Enter his courts with, that's how you get into, you want to get into his presence? It's just Thanksgiving. Just, just giving him thanks. You may not, look, you may not have much to give him thanks for as far as what you're facing in the natural right now. But you always have something to be grateful for and what he's done for you. And it's that it is that reality that begins to influence the very circumstance that you're facing at this moment. We're not subject, we're not under our circumstances. The circumstances are under our feet, right? So we just begin to just give him thanks. We just begin to worship him, begin to say, you know what, Lord, I don't, I don't understand that, it, 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 but, but let, let, let me tell you something, you're amazing. I worship you, I praise you. In fact, isn't even part of tongues having to do with expressing gratitude? In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he says that Paul's talking in a corporate setting, if you don't interpret, how can others give thanks along with you? You may be giving thanks very well in tongues, but how can others join with you? And there's, there's streams even of this, of tongues. One of them is just simply, you're so overwhelmingly grateful to the Lord that the only way to express it, because words get in the way, is just by just tongues, you begin to just, ah, and you just begin, and that just releases a river. Let me tell you, you don't know what to do. You're faced with a situation. Just begin by giving him thanks. And there's something that changes and begins to shift on the inside. There's like a greater expectation that something good is going to happen. You know what that, that's called in the Bible? It's called hope. Hope is the expectation that something good is going to happen because, not, 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 not because of how amazing we are, it's because how, how good he is. And so we start off the day and we just say, oh Lord, I thank you because I'm already blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. I just begin to thank you, Lord, that I'm seated with you in heavenly places. Thank you that that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me. Thank you, Lord, for that spirit of wisdom and revelation that I come to know you better. The hope to which I've been called, the power that operates in those who believe, and I'm of those who believe in. What is that power? It's not a, it's not a, a watered it down power. <laughs> it's the same power that raised Christ from the dead, and that operates through you and through me. And I just begin to give him thanks. I begin to give him thanks. And then pretty soon, I'm looking at my circumstances, and what's happened is that there's been a shift. Now I don't see it like it was before. Now I see it actually in its proper context. See, we say David and Goliath, David and the giant. It, it really wasn't. It's, 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 it's David, and, and with his God, that giant was nothing. We make it so big, we, we know everything, every detail about it, we know about every principality and power and we can name the demons and all. You, you know what? It's about how great he is and the victory that we already have through him and we just simply begin to worship and to praise him. There's an arrow that is in your quiver that God has given you and it's called thanksgiving. It's that yada. When doubt comes on, just yada, yada. Whatever. This isn't going to happen. Oh, yada, yada. And if it increases in volume, then my yada increases in volume too. And I just drown it out. And I'm not worried about it because there's someone that I'm thanking, what? For his loving mercy. It's forever. It's amazing. And there's nobody like him. And, and this is the, the funny thing to me. I just, again, come back to it. The way that we wage war starts with a proper perspective of who he is. If I understand who he is, his greatness, his power, then I'm already now empowered to face whatever I need to face because of who he is. And the world's waiting for our response. How, how do we respond, respond at, at this moment with COVID? How do we respond with, with, with uh, uh, whatever situation is happening? People want it, they want what's real, right? You can say whatever you want to say, but how you respond will reveal what you really believe 
That's what people are waiting for. In fact, many times unbelievers, they're really poking at you, not because they hate you or anything like that, it's because they want to know, is this for real? Or is this just in talk, right? They, they want to know what's real. How do you enter into that? I'm telling you right now, it's just even just through Thanksgiving. It has to do with your response. It's understanding you are so good. You are overwhelmingly the most amazing person I've ever met in my entire life. There's worship. Isn't it interesting that even in the book of Revelation, that why, why is, does the Holy Spirit keep bringing John back to the throne room? And then he goes, and this is what's happening on earth. And he brings back this, but this is what's happening in the throne room. And he brings us back down here. I'm telling you, the whole battle in Revelation can be summed up. And there's a couple ways of summing it up. But it's who are you going to worship? Who are you putting on the throne? When you're constantly negative and talking about the bad that's happening, you're exalting it. What occupies your mind to the point of your emotions and even your imagination, that, that's, that's a part of even worship. The battle is who will be there. Will it be the situation that you're faced with right now or will it be him? And you know what? One of the things I like to do, if you guys ever like gone to lunch or dinner and you rather start with uh, the dessert than before the, the first meal, right? Do you realize that praise and thanksgiving is like starting with the celebration first? You celebrate now what you believe is going to happen. What is it that you're believing for? How will you respond when it's true? Why not begin to celebrate now as though it were happening with thanksgiving? Use that yada that the Lord has given you. Use that yada. Just begin to just begin to just speak that. In fact, I'm going to just ask you to just stand with me for a moment. Just begin to just, just worship. Just begin to give him thanks. There's no one, no one like you. I'm telling you right now, get into the current of the Holy Spirit. It's through thanksgiving. I thank you, Lord. When I don't know what to do, I thank you. When, when I don't know what to say, I, I thank you. When, I, when I, I can't even see straight right now, I, I thank you. Through the pain, through the uncertainty, through the disappointment, I thank you. I thank you. Just begin. Look, those of you at home, if you're sitting, I'm just going to ask you to just, would you just stand and enter into this moment right now? Right now. Just, just enter in. Participate in what is happening. We begin to give you thanks. Come on, in every house, just begin to, if you have even the freedom to pray in tongues, just begin to offer thanksgiving right now in tongues. Just begin to thank him. Just praise him. Yada, right now. Just yada. Just begin to, Come on, fill this room. Fill this room. Fill this room. There's victory here. There's change that happens here. Chains being broken off now in the name of Jesus. Fear is broken off now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, um, when I saw you come up, uh, I, I noticed, first of all, I noticed your, your sweatshirt. It's a destiny. And uh, I felt like the Lord spoke and said, said this, that he's, he's placing in you the capacity to dream dreams of destiny. There is destiny that is written over you. In fact, the, the fact that you're wearing this, I don't, I don't feel like it's a, it's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. There is destiny that is over you. And I, and, and, and I see as though there's just, even through life, there's been people that have labeled, that have said things, that have tried to even beat you down and rob you. But the very destiny, the very thing that God has placed in you, to the point that you, there's just been, th some, you, you, sometimes you don't even know who you really are. And you are entering into a time right now where even what you see in the mirror will change. What you see even about yourself is changing because there is that destiny that is written over your life. You're not here by accident. And the pain of past is cast off even right now in the name of Jesus. You know what, it's almost, it's almost. I see as though there've been hooks that have been put in your back from the enemy. 
to try to pull you back. Anytime you take two steps forward, he like, he just pulls you right back. And you're just like, um, God, where are you? I'm trying to get, you know, you're trying to do the right thing. But that is being cut right now in the name of Jesus. And there's healing. It is not coming back ever again in the name of Jesus. Be free right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. song that I grew up, when I say grew up, it's like when I first came into church, I started singing it. Someone said it's a hymn. It's, it's not a hymn. It's a song from the 80s and 90s. And uh, you might, which might be a hymn for some of you, I guess, but. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. To the Holy One. Give thanks. Because he's given. Because he's given Jesus Christ, his son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Some of you know this one. Give thanks. It's easy. Come on, sing with us. Because he's, he's given Jesus Christ, his son. Come on, won't you just give them thanks? Come on, come on, come on. What a great word. You may be seated in the presence. Thank you, Minister Micah. Thank you, worship team. If you're not right with God, don't you leave this place in that condition. Give your life to Jesus for the first time. If you've never done that before, do it today. So, well, I'm not sure. Well, it's the kind of thing that you never forget. When you give your life to Christ, and you're born again of the Spirit. He, he makes you new. He takes out the heart of stone and he puts in the heart of flesh and he, and he heals you and he touches you. It's, it's a supernatural thing. And if you've never done that, won't you do it today? You say, well, I, I used to walk with the Lord. I, I gave my life to Christ and then I got compromised. I, could compromise my life, Pastor. We'll, we'll come home. That's why we're here. The enemy's a liar. He just wants to lead you astray, get you to think that you could never change. And Listen, Jesus takes you just the way that you are, but he refuses to leave you that way because he loves you so much. Because he loves you so much, he'll take you that way, and then he'll change you. Every head bowed, every eye closed, in the parking lot, 16, 10 a.m. on all of our platforms right now. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, won't you do it now? I want to give your heart to Jesus in a recommitment. I want to come home. Won't you do that now? And perhaps thirdly, if the devil lies to you, he says that you're not saved and that there's no way for you. You want to, you want to be assured of your salvation all across this place. If that's you, give your heart to Jesus for the first time. Recommit your life to the Lord. Or number three, just be sure. You say, that's me, Pastor. On the count of three, would you raise your hand if you fit in any of those categories? One, two, three. Do it right now. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, son. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody else? Raise your hand high. Be unashamed. All right. Pray this prayer right out loud. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. 
Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Would you lift your hands all across this place as a sign of worship and surrender to God? I pray, Holy Spirit, now fill and touch each and every one. Break off every lie, every bondage, every curse. Release your power, God, upon these in the name of Jesus. And thank you that the good work you've begun, you complete to the day of Christ Jesus. Cause them each to will and act according to your good purpose. Thank you for a new start, a new beginning, a new day, a new hour. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on, tell them thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Oh, we'll give you praise. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to go ahead and receive a love offering for our guest, and uh, he's going to be preaching and flowing in the Holy Ghost tonight, so you don't want to miss that. Ushers, would you help us? I'm going to give into Pastor Bruno Frigoli. You just get the attention of our ushers, or you could use any one of these four different methods here, website, the app, text, or again, the envelope with the ushers. Great work. Two different words. Got a different word at 9 o'clock and a different word at 11, and 6 o'clock will be different as well. Uh, I would encourage you to go listen to the 9. For those of you resourcing yourself, you go and, go and get in the Word. You can listen to this one again. All of it is available online on Spotify, podcasts. Uh, it's on iTunes, um, Facebook, YouTube, all these different platforms. Uh, and the web stream also, kcalaska.com. We make it all freely available for you. You can download those things and put it on your phone, listen to it on the way to Anchorage or on the way to work or listen to it at night. What a great word. Ushers, would you come? And then, Pastor Bruno, I'm going to invite you to come back up to just flow a little bit. It's only 1230. There's nothing on Netflix. And you could probably do to wait to eat just for a minute. Amen. Father, thank you so much for Pastor Bruno and Pastor Heather and for the work in Chile. And as we give, as we sow now, I pray a hundredfold for them and a hundredfold for the giver. In Jesus' name, thank you for bringing him here. Tender, sensitive heart to your spirit, the love of God, the supernatural, the word of the Lord. Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers, go ahead. Would you come? Would you prophesy over a few more people? Uh, would you? And I, I got someone picked out for you. But, yeah. All right. So where? You stood up just a minute ago. Yep, yep. You, you're looking around. Would you stand right on your feet? Yep, yep, yep. Go for it. It's all you. Now, now just, just, just before God touches you and says some stuff to you, I want you to know that we didn't talk. We don't talk. That's not how that works here. That's like, that's a special place in hell for people to do stuff like that. I think. Not sure. But I would never do that. Go for I it. I wouldn't either. Go for it. All right. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for your favor, your grace. this will make sense or not, but uh, I see, um, do you remember the, uh, the, the, the toy, again, this might be from another generation of the uh, Stretch Armstrong? All right, okay. All right. It's like you've been through a time of real stretching, and that's like the maybe understatement of to the point where you thought you would just not lose your faith, but just just kind of just lose. It's like, come on, what's what's happening? The Lord is making room for a greater uh, dimension, a greater measure of His Spirit through your life. It's like the it's like a, a different wineskin that you're having to to kind of undo some things and. He's having to, he's creating a, a new wineskin in you, containing a greater measure of the Spirit and a greater flow even of the Spirit. There's a new dimension. It's like you've had to learn to even discern His voice. 
had to learn to even just walk in faith in what that even means. Even, even when you haven't seen the very results that you were hoping for, it's like, man, it's going through that dark night of the soul type of a thing, but remaining faithful and steadfast. And it's like the Lord has not overlooked you. He's not passed you over. He's not ignored you. You've not missed out. There's been a sense in you where you're like, did I, did I miss it? Did I somehow maybe not please the Lord? You know what I mean? It's like, it, it, that's not, it's not up there. He's, he's not passed you over. He has prepared you. In fact, speaking of quiver, uh, I believe it's in Isaiah where he speaks of, a, of, of hiding an arrow in his hand. It's like he's got this arrow that's like, it's got a special mission. He's, it's like it's, it's set apart kind of a thing. It's got a, a single purpose and it's going to hit its, its goal. And that, that's who you are. That is absolutely who you are. You have been formed even in, your hand, in his hand right now. So, so the time that you've gone through has not been a wasted time. It's actually been kind of a schooling. And it hasn't even been the school of life. It's been a school of the spirit. He's been using the different things to actually teach things that later on you're going to be able to influence other people. I see like just um, really a gift of, of leadership, a gift of, uh, of, of just being able to connect with people. You have an ability to be able to do that, be able to empathize and just really kind of sit with people even in their pain and, and even uncomfortable situations. And I see just the Lord really begin to use you and draw people that, that are needing healing direction. And he's giving you an unction. He's giving you, he's anointing you. And it's, it's, it's like if that, that dark night of the soul, it's, it's over, it's over. There's a new day, it's a new dawn. It's a new beginning, even in what Pastor Daniel was saying earlier. What was it, 21st of August? Yeah, it's a new day, and you're going to see that, and it's going to affect everything in your walk with the Lord from this day. For Father, in the name of Jesus, angels surround right now. In fact, I see you sprout wings, and before where you had to walk and trudge in mud. <laughs> begin to just fly and soar in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bless you. In the name of Come on, lift your hands all across this place. sensitivity is coming upon you. Your walk with the Lord is, it's like a, an overhaul. In fact, why, why don't you go ahead and stand with me for a second? Just, just go ahead and stand. Just even in faith. What is that on your... see in your walk with the Lord and you have you clearly have a, a tender heart towards him it, is it's like a, it's a new it's a new day it's a new new beginning in fact what, what is happening with you is not only going to be restricted to you but it's going to be something that overcomes and overwhelms this church and there's a greater sense just even a gift of compassion of having the father heart I mean the heart of the father for the lost, for people, for situations. And there will be even that school of prayer where you begin to intercede and God teaching you specifically even how to do that. I see him visiting you in dreams. And just see encounters. Like your time with the Lord is just, it's just going off the chart. It really is. And in fact, I, I sense that even as a, like, a, like a collective thing. Like you have people here, very prophetic, dream, vision, experiences, those kind of things. 
where that begins to increase even more, even more. Come on, if, that, if that's even a desire of your heart, just put your hand on your heart for a second, just even as a point of contact. So Father, right now, right now, even a greater sense of faith, greater manifestation of your Spirit's power like they've never, ever seen before, and they walk in that now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Bruno, would you pray healing over people as yeah. you wanted to do just a moment ago, a little bit ago? You know, lift just, your hands. I just wanted to pray. If you, and even over online, Holy Spirit will touch you right there. Yes. He is absolutely not limited by your hands. If you've been battling things, even in your own mind, of just even just, just kind of warp, I mean, like, it's, it's relentless. And if that's you, would you mind just standing just right where you're at? I feel like there's a few of it. That's very right. good. There's no, listen, there's, the enemy tries to condemn and bring shame on that. I just want you to see it. This is an attack. The enemy's just, he's just going from the outside trying to get in. Does that make sense? And right now, just the rest of the church, just, just extend your hands. Listen, if you're watching online and that's you, please respond and stand up right where you're at. If you're able to do it. Right now. speak freedom now in Jesus name in the name of Jesus loose 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 in the name of Jesus I speak freedom right now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus that constant bombardment, even of your identity, yes. even of you, who you are, it breaks right now in the name of Jesus. Be free. Be free in the name of Jesus. He's so good. Come on, someone say the praise the Lord. Jesus. Would you all stand up on your feet all across this place as we close in blessing. What a great word. Put your hands together for Jesus. Don't miss tonight, 6 o'clock tonight. The Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, lift up his countenance towards you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. In Jesus' name, God bless you. We'll hope to see you tonight, 6 o'clock. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.